Hey there, everybody. Hope everyone is well today. Today is kind of an interesting historical podcast, for me anyway. Um, you saw the title, it's uh, Dionysius the Areopagite. So that's something that we've never really looked at, or I haven't. It's just been a name in reading, and when you read the Bible, that you just read and keep going. But yesterday I said, who is this Dionysius? Dionysius, however you pronounce it. So, where is he mentioned? Well, in Acts 17, verse 16, he says, Paul was waiting for the apostles in Athens. And he saw that the city was uh, overtaken with idols, and he was... He was um, idol, idol, not worshiping an idol. He didn't have anything to do, so he started preaching. And uh, Paul was preaching and sharing the gospel and daily in the marketplace and different places. And Athens was the um, was the uh, what do you call it? the center of the world for Stoics and philosophers. And it says, Then an Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him. And some said, What does this babbler want to say? Others said, He seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods, because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine is of which you speak. For you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore we want to know what these things mean. For all the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time and nothing else but either to tell or hear something new. So, here Paul was in the center of Athens of Greece. And at that time, this was the idle center of the world. You know, the all the... Greek statues, uh, all, all everything Greek, the philosophers. It's just it was a hubbub, a cultural city, and it was pagan. And here Paul was preaching to him, and this is where he does his famous sermon to the unknown God, and he tells them who it is that they're worshiping, that it is really. God, and he talks about um, how he made everybody, how he created us, uh, people searching for him, he says that he talks about this divine nature, um, and he says, in verse 30, that truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. But because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness, by the man whom he has ordained, he has given assurance to this all by raising him from the dead. And when they had heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, we will hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from them. However, 
Some men joined him and believed among them Dionysius, the Areopagite, a woman named Demarius, and others with them. So, Paul told about the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ. And Dionysius, he was a judge. He was a smart guy. And at the time, he was living in Egypt, the time when Christ was crucified. Um, it says in here that at the time of Jesus' crucifixion, he was in Egypt in a town called Helio, Heliopolis, which is the city of the sun, which is near the capital of Cairo. And... Um, on that day when Jesus died, the sun was blocked out. It was dark. Darkness came over all the land. And Dionysius noticed that day that the sun disappeared, and he wrote it down to the exact hour that this phenomenon had taken place. And so tradition says that he was so amazed and disturbed by the appearance of the sun that he uttered the words, God suffers or everything is lost. And now, year, years later, he's back in Athens. And he was still trying to figure out what this thing was. Was it a sign from heaven or what? And then here's Paul preaching to the Athenians. And he's talking about the crucifixion. And he explains about the sky being darkened and Christ dying and his resurrection. And because of that, uh, Dionysus was convinced that Paul was telling the truth and that his teaching was that of the true faith. And he became baptized in 54 A.D., and it says that he became so passionate about preaching that he abandoned his family. Um, and his judicial career. Matter of fact, this was the most prestigious judicial. This is like being on the Supreme Court of the United States. And he walked away from that career in Athens to follow Christianity. To be a, to be a preacher. And, um, I mean, just see the ripple effect here of what Paul is doing and what this other man does because of Paul witnessing to some people in the street. And this guy decides to go find the mother of Jesus in Jerusalem. And he goes there and visits with her and stays with her enjoyed discussions with her and he was there when she passed away and then he writes a book which we have copies of these things today he he attended her her funeral and so later on saint paul names then dionysus the first bishop of Athens, which established Christianity in the center of the pagan world of idolatry.
Isn't that something? You never know what effect you have on people. My buddy and I were talking about this this afternoon. Tom and I were talking about the effect he had on a woman in a college campus that changed her whole outlook on academia. What are you doing with the opportunity God gives you? If he puts you in a place to share the gospel or your story, your testimony, are you doing it? Or are you worried about self-preservation? Because Dionysus, with his friends, Eleutherus, Rostitius, and Dionysus made a decision to go and preach the gospel in public. And after they convert many people to Christianity, they were beheaded during the reign of Emperor Domitian in 96 AD. What are you willing to do to further the kingdom of God? And you've heard it said to me, you heard me say it before. What are you going to do when you get to heaven? What are you going to do when you get to heaven and Jesus meets you at the gate and says, I equipped you with a talent. Everybody has a talent. I equipped you with the ability to spread the word of God, the plan of salvation, the message of hope and grace. And what did you do? You watched football on Sunday. You let those guys kneeling suck you in. You went to the racetrack. Oh, you went to the lake too. You went fishing and jet skiing and all on Sunday. And I kept moving that Bible around on your coffee table, you know, shoving it in front of you. And you just kept walking by it and throwing the newspaper on top of it and drinking, setting beers on top of it until you water ruined the cover. What have you done with the gift that I gave you to further the kingdom of heaven. Are you going to be able to answer that? When you get there, are you are you going to know that you've done anything? You've given so many years on this earth to make a difference in somebody's life, have you made a difference? Have you done anything for the good of mankind? Now, you know, you can say, yeah, I've done the good of mankind. A lot of people do things for the good of mankind. But have you used the gifts that God has given you? You see, Paul walked into Athens and was waiting on the other apostles. 
And he saw everything happening around him. He saw people having debates and discussions, arguments. And he couldn't just sit idly by. To coin the phrase, not coin the phrase, to steal the phrase that is in Latin, carpe diem, seize the day. He seized the day. He said, well, let me jump in on this. Let me tell you guys about this Jesus. Let me tell you about God and creation. And let me tell you what he's done for me. You know, my brother Tom and I, we were on the phone this afternoon. I don't know. It had to be a couple hours. Discussing theology, science, culture. And we didn't scream at each other. We didn't, we didn't agree on everything. We didn't fight. You know, we just, we had thought-provoking conversation. That is something you don't see in this world today. It's either my way, or you're a racist, or a xenophobe, or homophobe. We have lost the ability... To debate with each other without getting ugly. In churches, we're the worst. We don't even defend our faith anymore. We don't even go out in public and say anything. You know, Jesus tells us to spread the gospel to the four corners of the earth... And people won't do anything in public. They don't go visit. They don't they don't give food or things to people. They see people on the side of the road and they think, Oh, I'm not gonna give them no money, they're gonna use it for drugs. You know what? So what? So what if they use it for drugs? That's not your business. That's between them and God. If God tells you to give them money, you need to give them money. If God tells you to take your neighbor some ice cream, you better take him some ice cream. Ain't that right? I say that because of a dear friend of mine, and she's listening. But truthfully, honestly, we are compelled to be the light to other people. We're compelled to be the example of Christ that people see. We're, we are the shoes, the hands, the feet, the, the body of Christ. And how can we be that if they don't see it? All they see is the ghost. Those Christians, man, they ghosted me. They said they was going to help me out. 
If you know your neighbor is having a rough time and you don't want to give them money because you're afraid of what they're going to do with it, pay their house payment. It's easy enough to find out. Look up their their house on the internet and find out where the mortgage is and make them house payment. If you don't want to do that and you're in the same community, go downtown and pay their electric bill for two or three months, their water bill. They don't even have to know you did it. The impact that you will have on people is immeasurable. The ripple effect in the pond is immeasurable. Dionysus was saved because of Paul's testimony, the right place at the right time. And Dionysus became the first bishop in Athens and preached the gospel. And many people were saved. And he saw Mary and talked to her and wrote a book. None of that would have happened if Paul had to say, well, I'm just going to sit here. These people don't want to hear what I got to say. I'm way wasting my time. Oh, and there was a woman right there with him. What was her name? I read it. Um, there's speculation that she have, may have been a high-class woman because women were not allowed in the in the center of the court like that. Or she could have been his wife, and she was saved, and others, it says. You know, people, if you don't say anything, if you don't do anything, nothing will happen. But if you do, only God knows the outcome. I've said it before. I've heard it said by other people. Imagine when you get to heaven. You die. And you walk in those pearly gates. And there's thousand people standing there saying if you hadn't spoke to that person at the grocery store in line they wouldn't have gotten saved and they wouldn't have gone to seminary and they wouldn't have preached and these people wouldn't have been saved because because you would because you didn't say anything but because you did this is your family these are the believers who were added to the kingdom of heaven. People, you don't know what God has planned for you or what God can do with you if you bury your head in the sand and don't get involved. But I'm here to tell you as a personal witness the blessings that I have received. I could sit here and talk for hours about the things that God has done in my life. And you can explain them away however you want to, but I know that they were of God. And I know that I have entertained angels.
And I know that God continues to bless me. And this is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Pray for me. Pray for all of us. Pray for my friend Tom. And keep us all safe. And everyone be safe. And God bless each and every one of you. May the Lord keep you and bless you and keep you safe.